faithful listeners of an extremely goofy podcast, those who are new here, welcome. We wanted to start off this episode with a humble, humble, deep set, genuine apology for all of the slander and negative energy that we were putting towards Galactic Starship. Because as it turns out, me and Ash really, really want to go. Really, really, really want to go. I am so sorry that we were so toxic. It turns out that we are actually just poor. So thank you for going on this journey with us over the last couple of weeks of listening to us, you know, talk about Galactic Star Cruiser the way that we did. You know, I think it's important that we all acknowledge that we can grow in time. Reflect a little bit. Reflect, introspection, and most importantly, that we give grace to people who make errors of judgment as we have over the past few weeks. Yes. We take everything that we said, not back, that is for sure. Because <laughs> all of my feelings are valid, were valid, and then we saw videos We saw videos. The weekend of February 25th came around. Oh, man. Once they let those influencers out into the Galactic Star Cruiser, everything changed. That media embargo ended Friday morning, and everything in my world shifted. Yes. As someone who's not even a Star Wars fan. I don't even know what it's about. What, Star Wars or the hotel? Uh, Both, frankly. Yeah. I guess, I mean, honestly, now that we've seen videos of the hotel, like, I, I don't think you necessarily need to be such a Star Wars fan, but I under, like, I truly, truly think that the experience itself is worth it, regardless of whether or not you are a Disney fan, but you're just going to get that extra, like, this is so cool because you are a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I don't think you need to be a Star Wars fan because this place looks dope as hell. I don't it think you're so cool. It looks so cool. I guess it would be good to know for like the side missions. So I fully intend to like learn about Star Wars before I go someday. But I don't know. I almost think you can just go and wander around and experience the space hotel. The thing is, is that, like, it truly just looks like a space hotel. And, like, regardless of whether or not you are into Star Wars, the way that it seems, right, because as of right now, we've really only seen influencer videos. It just kind of seems like they are giving you a backstory and they're giving you the most basis tools to enjoy your time. For those that are new here, welcome to an Extremely Goofy podcast. My name is Lexi. I'm Ashlyn. We're your extremely goofy hosts who are so sorry about the Galactic Star Cruiser negative energy. Yes. It was very, it was extremely goofy of us. Ah, we were just in a silly, goofy mood for a few weeks. More like a couple of months, but you know what? Mm. We have decided that we were fools. And, you know, after the embargo lifted, we shoved our foot, feet right into our mouths. 9.15. It was 9.15 and I sent a text to Ashlyn and I was like, you know, it looks fucking cool. Yep. We pretty much spent all of Friday morning just talking about how we need to stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser. Shout out to our job. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> also trying to figure out how we can crack this like group bundle thing. 
Um, does anyone have a child we could borrow? Is that what we need? So, as we all know, you can only stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser for a two-day excursion, but they are offering three different packages. Two adults, two adults and one child, three adults and one child. What? So we can't even go as a foursome? I don't, like, I, trust me, I looked. Oh, man, because that was our plan. We were going to go, Lexi and her partner, myself and my fiance, in case you missed it last week, I got engaged. Woo! Uh, You know, and we would just, like, lightsaber duel to figure out who has to sleep on the little, like, side bunk beds. Right. But no, apparently not. Starting from two guests per cabin, three guests per cabin, four guests per cabin. Okay, so four guests per cabin. Three adults, one child. No. Like, but what if you have two children? Or, like, what if you have three children? What if I have three children? That's the number of children that I'd like to have someday. Right? Like, I don't... Galactic Star Cruiser is fully booked until June. I don't think I'm going to get my dream of them discounting the room. (laughs) No, I don't think so either. Look, even if I wasn't poor, $6,000 is still a lot of money. It's a big chunk of cash. Unfortunately, I think if I fall into it, I will go. <laughs> no, I felt like I really, really do want to go. Um, I, Me and my sister were talking about it and like it, it truly is like an entire LARP experience. And like, I, yes, like I want to experience that because I've grown up with Star Wars my entire life it's not a fandom or a series that like I'm incredibly invested in at this point of time but it was so influential on me growing up that like being able to experience this three-day LARP excursion would be so great oh I didn't even know that about you I didn't know you had a I didn't know Star Wars had a big presence in your life growing up It was actually one of the first films I remember seeing in theaters. I went with my um, older brothers and sister and my dad. And that's like one of the things that I remember very vividly that like my dad was the one who got me into Star Wars. He also got me into Star Trek. We would watch it together when I was growing up. Um, And like that is a very, very vivid memory. And it's like, It's something that I've always, like, really loved. But like I said, like, it's not necessarily a fandom that, like, I'm super invested in anymore. Um, My partner is, my partner and his best friend, like, love, love, love the um, IP. But I'm very much now a Touch and Go fan. Okay. That being said, though, as a Touch and Go fan, I would still love to be able to go <laughs> to Galactic Star Cruiser. Well, I don't know why, like, I missed out on Star Wars growing up because I was, like, well, I still am, like, a big Trekkie. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love sci-fi. And the idea of being able to, like, pretend I'm in space for a few days It just seems incredible. And like, just looking at how they've designed these spaces, like the bar, the dining hall, I thought looked so cool and gave me like such a like gritty sci-fi vibe. I think the windows where you can look out and see space, it's just so cool. And I'm also like a big nerd. So I would love to like feel like I'm in a video game for a few days, just like role playing, receiving quests. So Mm -hmm. You know, for the amount of shit that we were talking about, the excursions and, like, the experiences, 
because like for a while we were saying if I'm spending this much money on an ex- like on this trip, like I want to be able to pick and choose like what I'm doing, which thankfully mm-hmm. we have confirmed you do have the ability to pick and choose which activities you want to do. Right. That being said, though, looking at all of the videos and people's experiences about it, like I wouldn't it goes both ways. Like one, I want to be able to choose my experiences based on because I am spending this much money. But then also I want to take part in everything that I possibly can because I am spending this much money. I feel that way too. I was really hung up on like, can I opt out of things if I don't want to participate? Um, because I go on vacation to relax. Right. So I don't want to like feel stressed out while I'm on vacation being like corralled into a lot of activities, but actually watching the videos of people like doing these quests and like being involved in all of this and like working together on the ship, I actually really want to participate. Yeah. But I will say that like, it does seem like those things are optional mm-hmm. if you are more introverted or if you just want to relax. So I do think you can opt out of it. It definitely seems like an extrovert's experience, especially for the cost. But I actually think that I want to <laughs> be involved in all of it. I want to just soak it in. Yeah. Because like, I think one of the best things about this, right, is that, like, you are on this shit with multiple groups of people, with so many people, with others staying on the same day as you are. So you're all kind of in this experience, like, it's almost like a three-day retreat where, yeah. yes, it's supposed to be a vacation, but, like, and we can get to this because I know that we wanted to talk on marketing, but, like, the way that they marketed it did not do what, like, we are seeing justice. Yes, it seems like it's like an extrovert's dream um, in terms of like working together and going on these quests and, you know, partaking in all of the activities. But also at the same time, like you're truly signing up for a three day like LARP retreat. I think when you like really sit down and think of it, it's kind of just like, well, yeah, like why wouldn't I do all of these things? Because like I am signing up for it. And even if like you're not into Star Wars, it's just like, it's a fun activity to do. Yeah, it looks super fun. I imagine that like you get to know the other people on the ship with you. You can probably like go have a drink with them at the little space bar at night. Definitely. Especially since (laughs) like, you're with the same group of people within those, like, the three days that you're there. Yeah, yeah. So as we did mention, there are, like, as of right now, three different tiered packages. And we did, you know, kind of um, chat on how much it was. (laughs) But when you really break it down, it is still super pricey. It is still very super pricey. But what you do get in your package is a two-night stay in a cabin or a suite. So um, depending on how many people you're in your party. Um, So in total, three days. Um, And ongoing immersive and interactive entertainment choices where your decisions on what you want to participate determine your experience. So it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, it is like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. So like... I. Like, yes, we're talking about, like, how this is would be great for extroverts, but I think the way that they – obviously, we don't know too much because we've only seen, I feel like, the PR side of the Instagram posts, like, everything. We're still waiting on 
everyday people's experiences. But it seems like if you wanted to have like a less stressful experience where it's like, I don't really want to be running up and down these stairs that they may make me like you can can choose to do that. Yeah. I saw a photo of like somebody's I forget what they're calling it, Datapad maybe, mm-hmm. but it's like the app that is on the phone yeah. and it listed the activities and it had some that were highlighted as like recommended that you attend, but it didn't look like anything was like mandatory. You have to be there. Yeah. So that's really great that you do get to have that option. Also included in the package is food and beverages on the Star Cruiser, excluding alcoholic and specialty beverages and a quick service meal at docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo or other select locations at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Following up to that point is you do get admission to Disney, to Hollywood Studios, um, to go visit Galaxy's Edge. In addition to all of that, it seems like the food is all you can eat, at least for some of the meals. Yes. And that's what I had wanted. Like, if you're paying that much, like, I best believe better be getting a buffet type deal on my food and my beverages. Yes. I was thrilled to see the buffet whenever the um, media post started coming out. I want to eat all of the artificially colored foods. I want to know what everything tastes like. I want to experience all the weird space foods, blue shrimp, purple bread. (laughs) Give it to me. Give it to me all. Give all of it to me. Also, what is blue milk? Is it actually just milk? No, it's not. Blue milk is a plant-based blend of coconut and rice milk uh, with fruity characteristics. The green milk is a plant-based milk, again, um, same coconut and rice, but with more citrusy and tropical characteristics. So, Okay, I would try it then. Yeah. I mean, I was like... I just thought that it looked cool, so I would have bought it regardless. Yeah, I've never tried it at Disney World because I actually thought it was just a glass of, like, dairy milk with, like, food coloring in it. And I was like, I'm not about that life. (laughs) That sounds gross to me. No one wants to shit themselves at Disney. Yeah, I don't want to drink a glass of cow's milk in the Florida sun. That does not sound like that's for me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, but the fruitiness... I'll give it a shot for the fruitiness and the coconut milk. My favorite milk, actually. Yeah. I Really? Yeah. I'm a coconut milk girl. You know. I know we, like, have collectively moved on to oat milk for the hot girls, but I'm still holding on. Sometimes, you know, coconut milk just does hit differently than, like, oat milk. In terms of, like, milkiness, I feel like oat milk does a lot of what real milk can do. But coconut milk Mm -hmm. has a very specific usage for me. Okay. But then that being said, I do prefer coconut water over coconut milk. Okay, that's fair. I understand that. Coconut water in a smoothie is really nice. Yeah. Very refreshing. I fuck with a coconut water smoothie. Roasted coconut, specifically. Ooh, roasted coconut. Yeah, I'll send you a photo. There's a really yummy, like, uh, one that's from Thailand. Um... And it's the one that I drank growing up, and it's so, so, so yummy. The non-roasted version is really good, but we found the roasted version at the supermarket by me um, this past weekend, and I got it, and I was game-changing. Game-changing. Wow. Yeah, I would love to know. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It is all you can eat, it seems like, which is really great, because honestly, like, for how much you're spending on a Disney meal, like... 
that in itself can be like a hundred dollars per person for a lunch. So true. But then included in your package is valet parking for the entire experience. So that in itself is like an extra 150 and an an exclusive star Wars galactic star cruiser magic band for everyone in your party. So, I mean, if you're looking at it and breaking it down by like cost, it's still expensive, but with the things that you do get, like all you can eat food and bevies, you do get a ticket to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, valet parking, the magic band. And then on top of that, all of the experiences you get to do and choose to participate in, like, it unfortunately is kind of worth it. It's so interesting because, like, since they're the first ones to do this, they really get to just set the price because there's nothing else to compare it to. No. So it feels like too much money, but at the same time, it's it's such a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yes. And I think you have to go into it like that. Like, I'm never going to do this again. This is my one-time thing. I have to soak up as much as I can. Yeah. And just open your wallet to the mouse. <laughs> I'm just looking at it and like, okay, how much is a day pass to the Ren Fair? Just to the Ren Fair. I would love to go to a Ren Fair, by the way. I've been You've reading a lot been? of fantasy lately. I've never been to a Ren Fair and I've been reading a ton of fantasy books and I'm like, I should just go to a Ren Fair because oh I think I need Oh my God, you need to go to a Ren Fair. There's so much fun. I need some elf ears, a yeah. corset, I'm ready to go. Like I need a crown, a gown, like elf ears. I want to be a little yeah. princess, like a fairy princess. But yeah, like, right, like you're looking, if I, if I'm breaking down a day at the Ren Fair, which, okay, yeah, a ticket can is like 30 to $40, depending on which Ren Fair you go to, but that is per person. And that is only just entry, not parking, not walking to and from your car to the actual Ren Fair. And then you think about how much money you're spending on food, on mm-hmm tchotchkes on presents on experiences on games etc and that's only for one day so if that's for eight hours of experiencing it it makes sense that on top of all of those things that you are already paying for for something like this you also get to stay in a hotel yeah you know what i just didn't think that like the way that they were marketing this when they first started like truly marketing about it it was going to be worth six thousand dollars whatever they put out was not worth six thousand dollars yeah, I would love to know what Disney's plan was for marketing this because the things that they showed us just did not, they did not do this build any justice. No. You know? Uh, like we saw things that were corny, cheesy, cringy. Mm-hmm. We saw one hallway. We saw a weird simulation for the lightsaber training that does not look anything like what I saw in the TikTok videos. Like, I don't know if the lighting was changed or what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know what their marketing plan was for this, but it was so, so, so smart of them to release all these influencers into the hotel for a couple of days because the content that they got out of people was like a million times more effective than what Disney was actually producing and putting out. Oh, a thousand percent. And like, I don't think that Disney themselves, their PR team would have been able to get this many people excited about this experience if it wasn't for the influencers that were posting about it. I agree. I think if this were done like in the 90s before social media, 
I never would have wanted to go to this hotel. Like just seeing the like few commercials and like videos that we got out of Disney. Yeah, it makes me wonder if Disney can still market things like they used to, because I feel like that's always been Disney's strength, right? Like their storytelling ability that can transcend into marketing. And it makes me wonder like, what is going on right now? Because we were not getting that with this. And maybe it's just so new that they like weren't sure how to sell a completely new never before done experience but it just seems odd that like they couldn't even show us just how cool the hotel is like couldn't they have simulated this a little bit to like make a cool commercial like put the aliens walking around in it you know with some music like especially with the amount of production that it is that is needed for this type of hotel and experience like there is no way that they were screwing light bulbs in the day the day of opening right like disney has always had this like procrastination thing with them where like projects would never get finished (laughs) on time right that's true we saw that with the imagineering story yeah disneyland disney world against that deadline always but there is no way that they would have been able to execute this type of experience with that mindset So, like, the fact that they weren't able to, like, film real-life interactions with the hotel that, like, these influencers were able to the weekend of opening, it made no sense. Also, if you're also thinking about how much training that all of the CMs had to do, like... I was thinking about this, too. Yeah. Like, this, there is no way that they couldn't have shown us, like, a better... (laughs) Like, they definitely could have had a better marketing scheme for this. And they just didn't, which was very disappointing. And, like, truly, that was really where all of our disappointment was coming from, where it's like, why would we spend this much money on an experience that Disney doesn't necessarily even believe in in themselves if they can't even market it properly? That's truly how it felt. It felt like this was, like, the ugly stepchild that they, like, didn't really want people to see. So they, like, weren't showing us the interior. They showed us one hallway and then the lightsaber training. And then, like, a weird video with, like, the blue Captain Alien. And that was it. And it was just kind of, like, it felt like Disney didn't even want us to pay $6,000 to go. Yeah. But surprise, I want to pay $6,000 to go. No, seriously. It's a massive surprise to me, actually. I did not think I would want to do this ever. And I was kind of looking forward to, like, the the media embargo dropping just so I could, like, make fun of it with you. But then, actually, (laughs) what a plot twist. What a plot twist. Everything just kind of came back at us. I know. I was like, oh, man, I'm actually a huge Disney Park stan. (laughs) Also, can you imagine how amazing the CMs must be to have a job like this? Because think about all of the improv you have to do. You're constantly on your, like, you have to constantly be on your toes. You're always thinking. You have to know all of the guests by name. They're going to throw weird things at you. Yep. It's incredible. Honestly, I would just love to go just to see all of that work. Like, you're living in a theatrical performance. Yeah, you really are. Like, CMs already have these guidelines that they have to adhere to when being in the park, but... Yeah, that's true. It's like any, every single cast member has like go-to phrases to like maintain the magic and stay in the show. Yeah. It was hilarious. Like the weird little things that they like taught me to say, like there's that wire that comes down from Cinderella Castle for Mm -hmm. Tinkerbell at night. Yep. And, you know, we had all these like go-to things we'd say whenever kids asked us about it. We'd be like, oh, that's where Cinderella hangs her laundry. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. 
all service jobs are hard, but like yes. every CM in the park is like doing extra to yeah. try to maintain that illusion and magic and story. Mm-hmm. And the CMs in the Galactic Star Cruiser, I mean, they must just be like the best of the best yeah. to be able to do that nonstop. Like constantly having to be on and it's like not an easy job. No. For as great as Disney Imagineering is, like truly the heart of this entire experience, without even going, you can already tell it's like the CMs who are working at Absolutely. Galactic Star Cruiser. And, you know, we've touched on like throughout this entire episode that the only reason why we want to go is because we see, we've seen all of these influencer posts like and it looks so great and blah, 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 blah. Right. Fully knowing that they got their trip comp for free in, in exchange for promoting. But I started following um, the Instagram account Living by Disney recently, um, and they had posted specifically about this point that once the embargo drops, we're going to be seeing all of these posts about like how great it is and how cool it is and everything, everything. But those like all of those people were coming, were sharing their experiences with a comped trip. And mm-hmm. she had mentioned, like, I'm paying out of pocket for this. Like, I am going, I am paying it for myself. So, like, the, an experience is always going to be great if it's free. But I will come back to you and let you know what my experience was um, as someone who paid for this. And they had mentioned, they had posted a couple of days ago at the time of us filming this episode, every piece of media that I took over the last two days still does not begin to really showcase this experience. For now, let me just say it was incredible. It exceeded my expectations in so many ways, and I feel like I've been on such a journey, both virtually and emotionally. Um, But I've never been more impressed with Walt Disney Imagineering and their ingenuity ingenuity and creativity in creating such a complex and and individualized experience that pulled everyone in and made us each part of the story. Wow. For someone just paying for like out of pocket, right? I'm kind of just like, you know, yeah, I want to go. 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 Yeah. I think Lady Gaga said it best whenever she was like incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, (laughs) totally unique. That's really the vibe that I get looking at this. And it's so interesting to see like, like Disney is always at the forefront for innovation and seeing them do something like this with this totally immersive story driven. I I know I already said immersive, but just like all encompassing experience that just like totally sucks you in it, like absorbs all of you. That's just so cool. And I hope that I know we've said in the past, we wanted this to fail. I actually don't want this to fail anymore. Like I want this to be so popular and successful that they do it in other franchises. Yeah. I want this to be an experience that like, isn't just led by Disney. Like I agree. I, we will give credit to where it's due and Disney does lead in terms of innovation there. They've, they've always been at the forefront of innovation, but like, this is something that, many other companies should look into like especially especially if you look at like um the Hogwarts experience I'm also just thinking of like all of the Harry Potter adults who would love who would pay out of their asshole to sleep in Hogwarts 
Yeah, to really experience Hogwarts the way that they envisioned experiencing Hogwarts. That would be so amazing. I can't even imagine. Like, like the feral fan base that would just pay thousands and thousands of dollars to do that, to sleep in the Gryffindor common room, to yeah. like actually be in a potion making class. Like that would be incredible. Yeah, this has the potential to become a totally new industry. I'm glad that we didn't really focus too much on like the nitty gritty in this episode, honestly, because I do, I did want to see what everyone else's reactions were going to be. And if it was going to be bad, I would have ingested and consumed as much media posts, photos, videos as possible, write-ups, you know, but yeah, after the, like, after seeing such positive feedback about the hotel like I want to keep it a surprise I'm never going to be able to go I will need to win Wheel of Fortune but I do want to go and I want to keep it I want to go yeah I actually I don't know how I feel yet I almost watched like an hour-long review last night for this hotel where people actually filmed like the quests and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how I feel yet. If I want to keep it a surprise or if I just want to say, Hey, I'm just going to watch it, whatever. Um, cause I realistically like don't know like when I'm going to have like $6,000 lying around, but I'm just like, Oh yeah, this is a totally smart decision in my life. (laughs) A thousand percent. Like, is it an attainable vacation at the moment? Absolutely not. Is it something that Hopefully I do get to experience one day. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that is our first review and look at um, the Galactic Star Cruiser hotel experience. I have an important question to ask you before we sign off. Oh, what? Okay. So let's say that we get to go. Mm. Are we buying the $150 costumes to wear? I'm going to have to say yes. Okay. We're um, just going to go all in. I am going to have to say yes. Yeah, because, like, there's definitely, like, you can definitely make a outfit based on galactic ruins and, like, galactic um, adventuring. I can't think of, like, the mm-hmm. actual aesthetic name at the moment. But, like, you can definitely make an outfit. But I think, like, if I'm going to be spending that much money anyway... You may as well go in. I think I'm going to go hard on the cosplay. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. I want, yeah, I want day looks, night looks, something with leather. Definitely leather. During the day, I'm thinking like a whole like leather kind of rogue get up. Mm -hmm. Nighttime, I want a big leg slit. Yes. Need to. Lots of jewelry. Turn up for Gaia. Yes, I agree. Only the best. The best of the best. Question for you. Yes. If we get to go. When we get to go, we're being aspirational. We're manifesting it when we get to go. Law of attraction, (laughs) $6,000. Yes. Come to me. Money comes to me. No, money does come to us. Genuinely. (laughs) Would you drink the blue milk? Yes. I will give it a shot. It kind of grosses me out in concept, but like knowing that it's not dairy milk helps. Okay. So I'll, I'll try it. How much time are you planning on spending in the cafeteria? Like a solid hour and a half. Okay. That's valid. Yeah. Like I, I want to make sure I try all of the food. Yeah. Everything that I can possibly eat. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Small little bites to make sure I get my, get to work my way around the buffet. 
Got to make sure you're working around the buffet. Yeah. Are you going to pay extra for special drinks? I'm going to have to say yes. And the only reason why I'm going to have to say yes is because you they charge you like $22 for one singular drink. But like that $22 drink is going to get you tipsy in like four sips. That's so true. We have talked about Disney's heavy pours before. Yeah. So, you know, I would be down for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think after a long day of um, solving these quests and, you know, are you going to wait? Hang on. Back up. Are you going to be on the good side or the bad side? Because I think you get to decide if you're like for the Republic or the Empire. Yeah. For the Resistance or for the Empire. Um, The Resistance. (laughs) I'm going to watch Star Wars before we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Please do. Um, You know, I think it would have to depend on when we go like do i feel like creating chaos do i feel like being part of the chaos or do i feel like following in luke skywalker's footsteps however i do want to say that like why can't i just be han solo who isn't really in it for the good or the bad he's just in it for the money that is such a mood that's how i always play characters in video games too it's like ah, i'll do the right thing if like it helps Mm -hmm. But I'm really here just to make money and steal stuff. <laughs> That's literally what I'm saying. If you haven't already, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is a very like easy strat slash like dating sim game. It's like really, really good. But you get three to four different storylines to pick from and you can either be good or you can be bad. Oh, yeah. That's how all the Dragon Age games go too. You can really determine, like, whether you are a good character or a bad character or maybe just a chaotic character, which is how I always play. I love the chaos. Yeah, definitely. Love the chaos. Before we do end this, actually, genuinely, back to the whole costumes thing, I know that we chat on, like, not being able to purchase them unless you had a reservation, but I found out that the reason why they did it was because they didn't want scalpers buying all of them and reselling them. Oh my God, we're so sorry for everything we've said. (laughs) (laughs) Like truly like (laughs) stuffing our feet in our mouths. Sorry for everything we said whenever we were bitter over being poor. (laughs) Literally. Um, But that being said, if you guys plan on going or want to go or are going, if you're lucky enough to be able to go, what are you most excited about? What do you want to experience first? What side would you be on? Would you be on the resistance or would you be part of the empire? Um, let us know in our Instagram, at our Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you. Goodbye. <laughs> no comment on that. I, I actually nailed a Star Wars quote and you're just going to move on. <laughs> No, I'm so happy, but like, you know, my brain capacity is is at 3%. So, bye. <laughs>